This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. This episode of The Cinevelle is brought to you by Farty Door. When you need a door and you need it to fart, don't look farther than Farty Door. By Severtech. Hello! And welcome <laughs> to The Cinevelles! I'm Camille. I'm Allie. And today we're talking about Tombstone. Ooh. <laughs> There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. Great. Tombstone is a 1993 feature directed by George Cosmatos and starring every guy in Hollywood. Truly, every guy. (laughs) If you um, were a Caucasian man between the ages 25 and 50, you were probably. In Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, listenership who is within that age range, who obviously were in Tombstone, hit us up. Tell us some behind the scenes yeah, facts. Love to love to hear the hot goss. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the goss behind this movie is mostly history trivia based, yeah. which is not as hot as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, I realize I don't watch a lot of westerns. Yes. Uh, Me too. (laughs) I also don't know a lot about the early West, the turn, the the way the West was won. I. mm, It's funny you should say that because Mm -hmm. um, that reminds me of my fifth uh, Western to put on the list of top five westerns. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna write it down here before I forget. Okay. Uh, uh, have you have you heard about this new crazy thing called Farty Door? <laughs> it's uh, whenever you close the door, it just makes a rootin' tootin' scootin' sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a couple of minutes into Tombstone, you and I looked at each other and we had the same realization of you. Uh, what, what do you think about westerns? Yeah. What do you? What's your favorite western? And <laughs> when one of us asked that, we responded, Fievel goes west." west. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which prompted, "What are your?" So, Allie, what are your top five <laughs> of all time? Of all time, your top five western westerns. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. This is maybe. Is this top down or? Yeah, this is top this down. Is just, uh, this is just like, uh, yeah, okay, this is going to be top down. Mm-hmm. Um, Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Five Goes West. Nice. Shanghai Noon. Paint Your Wagon. And that one episode of Justice League where <laughs> the Justice League goes back to the old <gasps> West. And uh, Wonder Woman is, like, blocking bullets with her wrist. And she's like, these are the biggest, slowest bullets I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's really good. Uh, that inspired me to change one on my list from a, from a TV series to a, also an episode. Nice. From the top down, mine are Five Will Goes West, yep. Wild Wild West, mm-hmm. Shanghai Noon, <laughs> at a solid three, yep. the middle, the yeah. noon of the list, yes. if you will. Number four, there's this episode of Supernatural <laughs> where they where the boys go back in town, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, they go back in town. That's right, they go back in town in time, time town. They go back to time town, and they look right for uh, that's right. They look for the 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 cult, which is the the no. They're the looking for Samuel Colt, the guy who oh. invented this gun that can kill demons and stuff. Um, because they they have his journal because they're looking for the ashes of a phoenix for some kind of spell and they're like well we know when he'll be because of his journal yeah um we'll just go back in time so they do that (laughs) so that's on there and then my last one is how the west was fun which is a mary kate and ashley (gasps) olsen movie from the early 90s probably around the same time as tombstone possibly capitalizing on the success of tombstone oh, you know they they probably saw it and they were like we should make a it's version of take. this for 9 year olds yeah 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 how much <laughs> violence is in that one um almost none okay <laughs> yeah almost uh, none almost none but not none all right yeah i mean it was the west <laughs> that's right and it was fun mhm mm-hmm. um notable mention to bad girls the Drew Barrymore movie. Is that a Western? It is a Western. Oh. They are all sex workers in the Old West. Ooh. And they're like on the run and they end up killing a bunch of dudes. Okay. That it they are bad girls. Yeah, they're bad girls. They're bad girls. They're all women. <laughs> Except I think maybe Drew Barrymore is like sixteen in it. Oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. But that's a that's a Western. Okay. That I've Great. seen. What are your thoughts on classic, what, like, unforgiven, comma, others? Oh, you know what? I do. I did really like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Cool. Um, I think that's, like, the only classic Western that I've seen. And the only reason I've seen it is because I have a music box that was, like, that used to be my grandma's and it Mm -hmm. plays Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Mm. And growing up, my dad was like, oh, that's from this movie and I had never seen it. And so I watched it and I don't think I understood how sad it is. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to spoil it for you. Cause yeah. it's a million years old. Go for it. But yeah, so it's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. And then some lady who's <laughs> in romantically involved with one of them mm, or both of them or both of them. Mm. It's not paint your wagon Camille. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, and they go, they start robbing banks, I think. And, um, and it's just, it comes to like this crazy shootout and the final frame of the, of the movie is like, things are pretty hopeless for them. And, uh, and so they're like, you know, we're, we're in it together. This is it. It's all baby. It's all or nothing. Let's fight to the finish. Mm -hmm. Hashtag, hashtag cheer smack <laughs> <laughs> and they they run out uh guns a blazing and it's mm-hmm. a freeze frame and you just hear the audio of okay. it as like the photo sort of fades to black and it's like them getting killed in the shootout but i mm-hmm. super didn't grasp that as a kid um so going back and i think i've only seen it as a child mm-hmm. so going back it would be interesting to to watch it again hmm 
see what's up. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I also saw that one Marilyn Monroe, River of No Return. Is that the one that was shot around here? I don't know. Maybe. Was it? There's like a, there's some movie Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe was in. Mm -hmm. um, Was it yeah, where she, um, they shot it around Turner Valley, because oh. if you go to, um, let's see, where was it? Yeah, if you go within, like, Turner Valley, which mm-hmm. is, like, south of Calgary, um, there was, like, some restaurants with fo- historical photos of, like, mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe is here. Oh, I bet that's what that's what that was, though. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I've also seen that, and that is a Western. Mm. That is a classic Western, I will say. Those things. Yes. What about you, Camille? Yes. What's your history with Westerns? I don't think, you know, the more we talk about it, and I looked up, um, you know, whatever, top 50 Westerns yeah. for for comparison to think, okay, well, I, I, I'm a person who likes movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of movies. I'm sure there's many that I've seen that I'm forgetting to put in the Western category. I was scrolling through them, and there's I haven't seen any of them. Mm. I, it's a genre that I, it's probably the like big movie genre that I'm least familiar with or interested in, but yeah. I haven't seen that many. So maybe, yeah, maybe. secretly they're all going to be my favorite movie. Camille, have you seen Paint Your Wagon? I haven't. You must! <laughs> Camille! It's Clint Eastwood and some other dude and some lady <laughs> and they're in a thruple. <gasps> really? Yeah. What is Paint Your Wagon a euphemism for? I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it's like the movie starts and there's a a Mormon preacher who comes to the town and he has two wives. Mm. And I think uh, uh, I think almost a direct quote from the movie is like, you have two wives and we have none. That's not fair. You got to give us one of them. (laughs) And I think maybe the lady is one of the like discarded wives. But anyway, so she ends up in this thruple with maybe a different lady, but there's a lady who ends up in a thruple with Clint Eastwood and some other dude. And, they, and they're just, like, really nice to each other. Hmm. And they sing about stuff. And I don't remember what else happens. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, every time I say paint your wagon, Greg uh, <laughs> Greg just puts his hand over his eyes and rubs his temple a bit. So I keep talking about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um it's interesting to see Val Kilmer in this genre. Yeah. Um, because I think th- there's a couple other films that he's done that you could also pop into the Western category. This is obviously like the by far the most the, Western, the most Western and the most famous of them. Mm. Um, but it's interesting to see him in them. I think like it's a, it's a period piece. He's doing a dialect. He's mm-hmm. playing a character who is a person who existed in real life. He's got an intense mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned fun trivia fact, all mm-hmm. the mustaches in the movie and there are a lot are all real facial hair that they grew. Oh no. Yeah. They had to have that for years. Mm-hmm. They Henry Cavilled it. Oh no. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. What's the who had the mustache that you would want the least? The least? Yeah. Probably Kurt Russell's. Me too. It's too long. It's too long. It's, it's so, so long. It's so big. big. It like you don't see his top lip at all. Mm-mm. And it's not like a cute walrus mustache like Sam Elliott's rocking. Like you're like, yeah. I can never see your mouth. This yeah. is cute. Yeah. It's fun kind of thing. Um, what about you? Would that be your lowest mustache? There, Yeah, that one just for practicality reasons. Mm-hmm. But then there's that other one. Okay. He's only on screen for like 30 seconds. But he's got 
Um, I think he's um I think he's a Mexican character, and he's got two two little pa- like just like little if you took your pinky fingers and just made mm-hmm. little pinky fingerprints mm-hmm. of really dark hair, just like so far just above the corners of your lips. So, like, there's, like, two inches of bald real estate right (gasps) in the middle. And it's just those two little dots. It's, like, um, it's, like, the classic, like, Fu Manchu, like, spot. Okay. Um, But it's, like, very heavily manicured. Whereas, like, that's the, that's the, like, Asian mustache because Asians don't grow a lot of facial hair. Whereas, like, this was, like, very deliberately, like, shaved into that shape. Oh, Oh, that must have, was that in the first scene? No, it was in the middle. It was like at night when during one of the shootouts. Okay. Ooh. And I just remember being very upset with <laughs> that man's facial hair. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm considering it now. I'm like, oh, you have so much like bald, naked skin right in the center yeah. there. What do you do with that? Yeah. And mm. then when you're like grooming it, it's mm-hmm. really a pain in the butt because you have to be so careful. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you could shave one off and then you just look like an idiot. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's probably from, he was like probably trying to get the like, the Val Kilmer style. And he, oh, yeah. So like with the, with the like two on either side and then just like kept, it's like when you're plucking your eyebrows and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh yeah. I just, I'm just going to even this one out. And then all of a sudden you have no eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. I bet it was that. I can see that happening. Yeah. It happen all the time. Yeah. Um, the West is just gross. gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's wild. I wish I liked, did you ever see the movie, um, a hundred, a million ways to die in the West, a hundred ways to die in the West. No. A million ways. I watched some of it. It's not very good, but mm. the concept behind it is like a thing that comes to mind when I watch a movies from the past and B, it's like Western movies mm-hmm. where you're like, man, any anything could kill you like everyone's covered in disease and things like and like the, the conjecture of of the conjecture of, of the of the Seth MacFarlane film uh, is that like people are just walking down the street and like someone's like oh I'm gonna get some ice from the ice guy and they're like I'm gonna take a little fucking pick over and like do the do the ice thing and then someone just like their hand slips and they just stabbed and they're dead yeah. now or blood like somebody poisoning. gets a yeah and everyone's getting blood poisoning and everyone has like dysentery constantly yeah. um but that's very much on on display uh it's evident in this movie yeah. everyone's got a tomb the town is called tombstone but everyone's got a tombstone ah uh, that's deep thanks <laughs> what did greg say about westerns it was really poetic and beautiful yeah some about uh, they're about humanity yeah it's humanity. like uh, simple stories but they all, but the job of western <laughs> is to teach you about humanity <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> as ali was saying that because she's smart and she's getting a master's. I poured water <laughs> all over the front of... I messed myself and poured water all Get down my front. Um, I already spelled water, uh, I think, before we started filming. But it was filming. Recording. What is time? It's mouth film. <laughs> I guess before... Oh, God. A, a tape recorder mm-hmm. would record on tape. Yes. And so I guess if you're just, 
what is what defines film? So if you're, so if you're filming, like film connotates like visual, and then yes. what did they used to call audio film? Was it just tape? And did they call it that because you had to tape things together? Yes, <laughs> Victrola. Ah, no, that was on the. That was on, on the, the cranky. Yeah, that was that was uh, that's pre-tape. Oh, you're th- you're thinking specifically of the tape period only. Yes. Yeah. Tape. Yeah. I guess just tape. Tape. Yeah. A cassette yeah. tape. Right in. Yeah. At the cinevals at gmail dot com. Or if you're from the past and you're listening to this somehow through science means, mm-hmm. uh, hit us up at our mailing address PO Box the Cinevals at PO Box dot com. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got nervous because I, I looked in your eyes and I saw the thrill of fear of don't say our address on the internet. And I thought I'm not going to. And then I forgot to improvise a like an, a fake address. And then I thought, oh, but what if people want to send us gifts? Um, oh, or... PO Box 6969. <laughs> um, if you're out there and if you want to send us a gift, send us an email with a picture of the gift in it. <laughs> if the gift is deemed good enough. Yeah. <laughs> So Tombstone is um, <laughs> it's a delightful romp through the past. We're 15 minutes in and we haven't talked about the movie at all. I think that's going to contain. I've got about 18 seconds worth of <laughs> you know, smart things to say. It was all right. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like, it's not. No, it's but, not a bad movie. You know, it's not Red Planet. Yeah, come on. It's not. And it's not even. It's not Ghost uh, in the Darkness. Yeah. Like, it's, it's coherent. It follows yeah. things, I guess. All the performances are peachy. Totally. Um. Oh, speaking of performances, so the cast of this movie is uh, Kurt Russell mm-hmm. as Wyatt Earp, Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday, and then rounding out our cast, we've got um, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Michael Rooker, Billy Zane. Billy Zane! At his, at the most attractive I've seen him ever. Yes. Like, possibly the most attractive man i've seen ever yes um america's greatest living actor michael bean Mm -hmm. uh as well we've got like uh diddly do uh powers booth uh which is vaguely a dana delaney Mm -hmm. stephen lang Mm uh one of those there's a lot of people you're like oh yeah that person billy bob thornton yeah who you called you're like is that billy bob thornton thomas hayden church Yeah. Uh, Did you say Jason Priestley already? Yeah. Um, Terry O'Quinn, who played uh, uh, John Locke on Lost. Mm. John Corbett is in it briefly. He was on Sex and the City, I think. Uh, Yeah. So you nailed it when you were like, if you're like a white American actor who was between the ages of 25 and 50, you're in this movie. Yeah. Look, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing with Westerns. Like, Mm. Which is like, uh, if we're going to get down to it, maybe it's why I have never really gravitated towards Westerns Mm. in the past. Because there's nothing for women to do. Yeah. Like the, we have a couple female characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Like they're on screen. Um, The kind of the most notable role is the... The The actress? Yeah. The actress character. She's like kind of wild and free. Well, for the time. Yeah. Um, and like Wyatt Earp has his, like he's sweet on her and she's sweet on him mm-hmm. back. I think they're both married to other people. 
Uh, I don't or think he's I married. don't think she's married to anyone. Yeah, but she's, she's with Behan. There's a line about her with Behan or whatever. That's the, one of the characters. He's the marshal. Question mark. Deputy yeah. Sheriff. I don't understand old timey law. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so she's like she's she's going with him, but like mm-hmm. they're not for reals. They're not going steady. They're just no. they're just holding hands. Yeah, they're just pie in the sky. Yeah, Huckleberry pie in the sky. Huckleberry pie. Um, and then there's a gaggle of other wives that his brother, that Wyatt Earp's brother characters have. They yeah. all look like the same lady. Oh my god! Yeah, they're all they call it in the. It's like one of the first things that they say. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we could be sisters. Yeah. Um, so the three like female roles are the actress and then Wyatt Earp's wife, whose whole character revolves around like she's a nag with a drug problem. Yeah. Um, Who dies whole... later off screen? Yeah. In in the in the like epilogue narration, um, mm-hmm. and he and she, her whole thing is like trying to get laudanum, and just being like a bit of a pill for mm-hmm. Wyatt. And then there's um, Doc Holliday's lady friend who is a hungarian lady and mm-hmm. she seems really cool mm-hmm. yeah the first scene that we see val kilmer's character in he's he's already deeply into tuberculosis um and he's he's got the night sweats the day sweats oh he's he's moist he's moist all the time he's a damp man and he's been playing cards for a while and he wins and then him and him and his lady friend they they heist the whole saloon yeah like i i just such a like they had already won five hundred dollars which feels like a million for that time (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, you could buy a state at that time yeah probably and so and so the guy is like you cheated me you cheat you cheated me you're a cheat um, and then gets his butt kicked, and then it's just like, oh, I guess we're just gonna rob everyone now. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, fine if you're gonna commit a crime, the past is a good time to do it. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of some of these character names, mm-hmm. we have Doc Holiday. People were like Billy, Curly Bill, Curly and, Bill. and Wild Bill, and Johnny Ringo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found online, I thought this would be fun. I found online a cowboy name generator. Oh my God. Um, and Allie, <gasps> would you like to know if, um, friends at home, mm-hmm. if you'd like to play along, if you Google it, there's a lot of cowboy name generators out there. They're not all created <laughs> equal. There's a lot that are just give you random names. Um, but there is one that you type your name into it and then it'll give you one. And this oh, one yeah. is, uh, on archive.com azcentral.com um and it's cowboy name generator by a lovely internet human called bootstrap bessie mcgee (laughs) i assume that's their legal name um and so ali i've typed in yours please and uh your so i spelled your first name normal Mm -hmm. and like the way that you spell it Mm -hmm. a-l-i uh and then the name generator (laughs) popped your name out as a-l-l-i-e Okay. Like in the movie we just okay. watched. So uh, your your old timey name is Allie Fancy Pants Dapple Dresser. <laughs> uh, I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours, Camille? Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna pop it in here. Uh, did you have a favorite part of the movie that we watched? Um, I loved every time Billy Zane was on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that's it. If you if you haven't seen this movie, whether you're going to watch it or not, Google Billy Zing Tombstone. Oh my god, he's beautiful. so beautiful. Oh my god. Oh man, he's beautiful. He's yep. Yeah. It's like if you took how handsome he is in Titanic, mm-hmm. but you subtracted all of the meanness and just left a really lovely, hopeful man, mm-hmm. um, and then amplified that by like twelve. Yeah, like it's like if Billy Zane played the Leonardo DiCaprio role in Titanic. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even then, I think I, I I feel like Billy Zane's character is just a little bit more pure. Mm. And I don't know why. He has a glow. Yeah. He's glowy. Yeah. My cowgirl name is Calamity Rose Miss Finicky Pigskin. What? <laughs> what you gonna do? Oh my goodness. Calamity Rose. That's right. Yeah. And uh, even to bump it up, there's also a Wild West town name generator. Oh my God. So this one is just a randomized one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to randomize some town names here. And Allie, if you can give me um, a number between uh, one and ten. Uh, nine. Nine. All right. Whisper Trails. The oh, town of Whisper nice. Trails. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So that's a fun one. That one's on fantasynamegenerators.com. Hell yeah. Wow. And there's so many, this is very off all topics, but there's so many town name generators. That's wild. There's so many. I'm just scrolling oh through. Oh my gosh. They're just the town names. <gasps> it's all over the place. Holy that's shit. fun. That's really yeah. fun. Yeah. What a great use of the internet. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> any, any dungeon master is like, okay, so then they're going to go to this one. Oh, fuck. Where are they going to go? <laughs> uh... Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. This, uh... This movie's fine. It wasn't um, my favorite. No, it wasn't my favorite. I didn't enjoy... Uh, I didn't enjoy watching it. I had... I spaced out a lot during Me it. Me too. Um, yeah. I, which I just wasn't uh, wasn't expecting. I found it a little bit difficult to follow, not in a way because I'm a dumb, dumb, dummy. Yeah, you um, uh, But just because I kind of like I um I I struggled to find like a like something interesting to grasp onto to totally. kind of like follow to follow threads or follow like little grooves in the story pockets. Yeah. Um, I just sort of, but I wanted to like people. There's a lot of actors I really like in this movie, yeah. um, and I you know, wanted to get more into it and I could appreciate they're doing good work, but I'm just not that interested in it. Totally. I think one, I'm not super into like straight up crime movies and I'm also Mm. not into like Westerns. And this was just like a West Western crime movie. So the, the loose plot of tombstone is that Wyatt and the Earps are, uh, coming to tombstone because there's a lot of profit in it. And doc holidays there. And the, town is sort of run by this gang of like bad guys which apparently is like one of the first recorded instances of like organized crime in america Mm -hmm. the cowboys and they're called the cowboys and they wear a red sash yeah one that's a not very creative name but i guess it was the past (laughs) so they didn't have random name generators back then so Mm. you guys get a pass um 
I'm going to, while you're recapping mm-hmm. the plot, I'm going to type in the cowboys into mm-hmm. the name generator and see what <gasps> yes, better name please. it comes up yeah. with. Um, and so the first half of the movie is just like tension building between Wyatt Earp and like the good guys and the bad guys. And I think maybe, maybe one of the reasons I couldn't grasp onto this is because I don't know anything about Wyatt Earp and I feel like it, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe I would have, if I would have like read his Wikipedia page before this, maybe I would have been, maybe I would have followed a little better, but but yeah, so the bad guys, there's tension, and then it all sort of culminates with um, Sam Elliott becoming marshal, deputy, sheriff, who knows? Mm-hmm. And he puts a gun ban on the town, and so all the tomb, or all of the cowboys are like, well, fuck you, we're going to go hang out at the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big shootout there, and then it's like an hour of just shooting, that's true. Um, Bill Paxton gets shot mm-hmm. in the back, in, in the, the back. spine. Yeah, and he dies, which is yeah. really sad. Yeah, his his death scene has like um, it's very like there's it's very well written. Like he yeah. has it's it's him and Wyatt Earp and Kurt Russell is saying goodbye to him. The doc, the fucking doctor has just yeah. got like he's in like Bill Paxton's like he's bloody. He's on the pool table. There's a yeah. bunch of people like oh fuck like that guy got shot through the window, yeah. just shot in the spine. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything. And um and then you hear the doctor go well there's uh bullets too bullets hard too in. Deep. It's not well, what I can do. Bye. Yep. <laughs> he just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> he just leaves. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Um. And then, yeah, and then it's just an hour of, like, him killing all of the cowboys Mm -hmm. with his pals, Mm -hmm. which is fine. And Val's dying of tuberculosis the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I'm thinking one of the the things that I like about Outlander, um, because in one season they're going, they are in the American West. Oh, really? Yeah. It's they like, time travel to different time periods on that show? No. Oh, it's, it's the same um, time period. They're just in America. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. They're in America and it's right before the American Revolution, I think. Okay. I think the movies, or the movie, the series is set in the late 1700s. Oh, okay. Yes. I think. Anyway, and then they go to the American West and she's like a, a doctor from the 60s at this point. Mm. And so she knows everything about everything and is just like always doing surgery and it's like really nice to see that (laughs) compared with this like old bearded man who just like spits on his hands and like digs his hand into bill paxton's bag yeah he's like well i can't reach it well my fingers aren't aren't long enough so i guess he's gonna die doesn't (laughs) proceeds to not wash hands for 20 years yeah (laughs) anyway old-timey surgery it's horrifying yeah um, yeah, I think it's just too, there's like, it's, it's a very simple story that, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, eh, it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. The performances are good. They are. Yeah. Yeah. The, mu- the mustaches are good. Yeah. And they're real. We now know. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg had said that it looked like a TV show and I think I would agree. Yeah, like a good, like a good, like a good TV show, miniseries. Yeah, but ultimately, like, not super. Uh, doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So the uh, the name generator tells me that a better cowboy name for the cowboys mm-hmm. is uh, Tex Voice Raisin Crepe Mocker. Crepe Matcher. Uh, I think that's a bit of a miss. Yeah. Maybe the cowboys... You know what? Maybe they did put it into a name generator and they thought... Uh, it's a bit of a better go for the, the cowboys. Yeah. It's memorable. That's true. You remember the Cowboys, mm-hmm. for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. They got those red sashes. Yeah. It's easy to get. They just go to the fabric store and mm-hmm. have a whole we lot. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that's how they made dye back then. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Get it. Because they died. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got, like, you know. It was fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, that being said, it, it didn't crack our top ten. But it is number 11. Number 11 out of 20 something. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, actually, pretty good. It's in the better half. It's just above the Salton Sea, and it's just below at first sight, which are wildly, which the reason we do this podcast, those three movies, those three performances from Val Kilmer are so different. Yeah. And, like, they all work, but they're so vastly different. Yeah, totally. And they're within 10 years of each other. Mm-hmm. It's, um, he's a really good actor. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah he really is. Um, he's very good in this. Mm-hmm. The, t- the titular line from his memoir, I'm Your Huckleberry, mm-hmm. is from this movie. Yeah. Um, and Camille, you were telling me about, uh, why... He likes the the line, I'm your Huckleberry? Yeah, I will. Well, I've got Val Kilmer's memoir, Ooh. I'm your Huckleberry, right here, and I'll read the paragraph for you. I've entitled this tome, I'm your Huckleberry, for many reasons. I like the unintentional echo of Huckleberry Finn, which is my favorite novel and features my favorite character. I also realize that the line, I, playing the deceased dog Holiday, articulated has become... Uh, I speak it before shooting to death the fearsome Johnny Ringo, played by Michael Bean. By the way, despite some fans' contention that in the 1800s, the, the handles of caskets were called huckles, and thus the word hucklebearer was the term for pallbearer, I do not say, I'm your hucklebearer, I say, I'm your huckleberry, connoting, I'm your man, you've met your match. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, he also has really wonderful things to say about Kurt Russell. That's nice. I like it when he has nice things to say about other actors. Yeah, me too. Um, he said about Kurt Russell, um, I cherish the experience of working with Kurt, whom I love like a brother. When the Academy widens their awards to include something like the Lifetime Achievement Award for Best, Most Unique, Lovely Person for Decades in a Row... If Kurt isn't the first recipient, I'll eat my Doc Holiday hat. <laughs> the film has a cult following, as does my beloved Doc. And though I ducked under the radar of major Hollywood nods of approval, I got a tip of the hat from the Golden Prince of the West himself, Mr. Bob Dylan. And then it goes into a story about how he met Bob Dylan. Okay. It's not but very like, interesting. But, like, talk about, finish your thoughts. Like, why is he the nicest? Yeah. Tell us. Tell us why. Yeah. I think he's teasing a second a second memoir. <laughs> what will it be called? I'm still your Huckleberry. <laughs> of course. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, it's 
So the, you were telling me that this movie has like some uh, sort of a torrid production history. Yeah. So the um, the screenwriter Kevin Jar, or perhaps it's Jare. Mm-hmm. Please write in and let us know the cinevels at gmail.com if you're still alive. Tell us your opinions. Yeah. Um, so he wrote this. He wrote the script. It was apparently um, great enough that Val Kilmer describes like. There's only one other time in my career that I've um, that I've gotten like a partially into a script and I've immediately said, yeah, I'm in. I'm not Ooh. even done reading it. I'm in. He said with every other thing that he's been in, he's read the script a number of times. He has mm-hmm. some questions. He has some thoughts. He goes and thinks about it. Um, but it was this one and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang are the only two mm. that he's done that for. And so less than half of the way through, he was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. This is awesome. Um so obviously it was a script that made an impact uh, and, you know, there was a lot th- there to be mined, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, our friend Kevin was also slated to direct the movie. Um, so they got into production and for whatever reasons, the internet's not entirely clear. It's pretty unspecific. In general, most every source pretty much just says like he was inexperienced and he got in mm. over his head and yeah. everything was behind schedule mm. and there just wasn't enough. Things were not going fast enough. It was very expensive. Mm. Um, in Val's memoir, he mentions like it's the first shot of the first day and like he and like director kevin does something with the camera and immediately val and kurt look at each other and are like uh-oh oh no i'm like oh god that's how how did he get to direct the movie that's yeah seems intense anyway but he was replaced a month in by george cosmatos Mm -hmm. who another fun fact um greg told us is panos cosmatos's dad yeah who uh that guy's the director of mandy yeah which is a great movie yep so true fact yeah, very different directing styles. Yes. <laughs> Good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, so that's that's what happened with director Kevin. And then Val also mentions, like, he went away with Kurt and they, like, rewrote parts of the script. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the only place where I was able to find that information. Other mm. sources say Kurt Russell worked with, like, a script doctor to mm-hmm. do it and, like, one of the producers. But mm. in any case, I mean, maybe that was, like writing on the fly like you were like hey i have these notes for today yeah i don't know (laughs) so yeah cool yeah and there was also uh uh the movie wyatt earp came out the following year starring kevin costner and we've got some film rivalry it's like the prestige and the illusionist yes it's like the lovely and beyond the sea Mm. it's like no strings attached and friends with benefits. Wow, you were really good at these, Allie. Oh, thank you. Wow, do you have another one in you? Um, it's like no. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that was really good. Um, yeah, and uh, Wyatt Earp is uh, allegedly. I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but it's uh, allegedly not as allegedly not as good as Tombstone. Yeah. It stars uh, Kevin Costner. And it's and it's seven three hours, hours and ten minutes long. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's ten minutes shorter than the theatrical release of Return of the King. That's nuts. Yeah. That's banana pie. Yeah. Ka- K- Kevin. 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 What are you doing, man? Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Put an intermission in. Yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. 
Yeah. Although Greg did say that that movie goes more into like who Wyatt Earp was as a person. Mm. So that is, that might've been interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Cause like as Tombstone is, I would say it is appropriately named as it is centering on the town. Wyatt Earp happens to be there. He is the main character, but not by a ton. Yeah. It's quite an ensemble cast. Yeah. Who's your favorite um, performance in this? Ooh. You know, the more I think about it, Val does have some really great moments. Like, I'm thinking about, like, oh, his final shootout with um, Michael Bean's character yeah. is weird and good. Yeah. Um, and then there's also that, or I'd forgotten about that earlier scene in the bar where him and the other guy are, like, have a Latin off. And then he oh, also yeah. has his tiny tin cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, like, flips it between his fingers. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So I like that. I I really like Billy Zane is such a fun highlight in the movie because yeah. he's not he doesn't look like any of the other um like cowboy getup yeah people. He's an actor. Yeah, so he like looks different and his I don't know he's just a very different character. It was a nice breath of fresh air. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is I need my westerns more flamboyant <laughs> and artistic and with yeah. less cowboys. Yeah, less cowboys, more actors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. That's, yeah. Um, I don't know if there are any Westerns like that. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I was thinking about this time period, because one of the first things that Val says is like, oh, you're not wearing a bustle. And I'm like, okay, so this is the time period that we're working in. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I can't help but think of all of the, like, British movies that are happening around this time hmm. um because that's like the 18 like the late 1800s so mm -hmm. that's like like true victorian era right and i mean obviously they're different countries and completely different cultures but i just find mm -hmm. myself more drawn to 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 time period to to period movies set in england mm -hmm. and i think it's because it's they focus more on like women's stories. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's also um there's not a lot of western like old west western aesthetic that I'm like visually drawn to yeah. versus um uh, kind of like a victorian like the color palette and the shapes mm -hmm. and the um the silhouettes and kind of like the the art that existed there mm -hmm. at that time is something I'm really interested in. Mm -hmm. Now, part of that might also be that because um, I spent most of my life in Alberta, Canada, we're also yeah. quite like soaked yeah. in the cowboy stuff. Yeah. So it's maybe a bit just like over yeah. saturation. Yeah, probably. Is Hello Dolly a Western? <laughs> uh, I think it would be like a city Western. Yeah. So what did, what, what classifies a Western? Is it just, set in america during that time or is it is it truly like it what makes what makes it a what makes it a western right my impulse is, it the is time period or is it the stories i think it's a both i think it's got to be it's got to be within the time period because like having a modern western is like is like a subcategory there like mm, when people yeah. are like oh yeah it's like a modern it's like a mafia western i have no real <laughs> examples i'm just mashing stuff up but you're like okay but that's like the western part is kind of like a sub mm -hmm. mm, genre versus like no but it's 2020 or whatever kind of thing um but i think like it's got to be within the time period mm -hmm. and then it's got to be it's got to be somewhere with like a dusty street 
there's no With grass. Horses. Yeah, there's no grass. <laughs> it's like not in New York because gangs of New York would vaguely be that time period, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Okay, but, but I, sounds, I feel like that sounds right. Yeah, and I feel like you couldn't call that a western because mm-hmm. it's too urban. It's also too east. Yes. Oh, touche. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So yeah, maybe the thing about. Oh, and maybe also, I think Western because I'm like wet, like the West, like yeah. North America. She tries to save her dumb, dumb <laughs> comment. No, no, oh, no. you know, uh, <laughs> uh, geographically, the, uh, I'm thinking of the whole world. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking like maybe they're truly called Westerns is because, you know, uh, settlers landed on the East Coast mm-hmm. and the whole thing was like going West and going West was like this un- great unknown. Fair. So like things set in like, I don't know if you made like a Klondike movie about Edmonton, mm-hmm. would that be a western? I think so. Okay. Like White Fang would be a western. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> kind of front. It's frontiersy, gold rush. Yeah. See that? Yeah, that all sounds like. What about okay? What about Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, I think that's a western. All right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and know. like li- and similarly I would argue having no knowledge whatsoever <laughs> and if you don't think that you can rewind 2 minutes um I would say Anne of Green Gables is like an eastern Ooh, like an yeah. eastern western where it's yeah. like very homesteadery and like yeah. there's just grass. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's And the, the ocean. There cannot, be, there cannot be Okay, is the Revenant a western? It must be. Right? Yeah, it must be cuz there's a fort. Yep. He fights a bear. Yep. We have those. It's a revenge story. Mm-hmm. On the bear. <laughs> this is what happens when people didn't have books. Yeah. <laughs> Just like revenge on bears. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, um, Tom Hardy's after him. There's there's gun battles. There's yeah. like many gun battles. Yeah. It's totally a Western. Yes. Dances with wolves. Yes. Western? Yes. Great. Yestern. Yestern. <laughs> Mm. Um, uh, dear producer Greg, uh, aficionado of westerns and belover of them, <laughs> would you kindly insert uh, a quick like voice clip on what makes a western, and if any of the things that we just said, are asking if they're westerns, mm-hmm. are in fact westerns? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put that in now. Hello, this is producer Greg. I'm going to try and be as efficient as I possibly can with this. Um, so some of the things that you were asking about was, is Little House on the Prairie a Western? I have to say, absolutely. Revenant, yes. White Fang, I don't think so, because it's mostly about the dog, I think. And Dances with Wolves, yes, absolutely. Where you came into something that I really thought was cool was when you said Gangs of New York and Anne of Green Gables, and you coined the term Eastern, and I like that a lot. So I'm going to keep calling stuff like that uh, Easterns. Just, you know, old-timey, but still taking place in a more urban environment. That's definitely different from a Western. I think uh, most of... The movie, the Tom Cruise movie, Far and Away, would fall into the category of Eastern as they spend most of their time in the city until they finally do head out west. To which I think the definition of a Western has definitely in the beginning has a lot to do with the a certain period of time in specifically the history of the United States when they were breaking into the frontier 
and settling it. And we get the genre from all of the tropes that it evokes. So Westerns just become basically a grab bag of tropes in the 1950s where it's like we have the covered wagons, we have the uh, Native Americans, we have the repeating rifle, we have the six shooter, we have the uh, evil guy in the black hat, we have the good guy in the white hat, and it comes down to usually a shootout and the sheriff is the righteous one and the outlaws are the bad ones. And then slowly but surely, um, after that starts to die out, we get our spaghetti westerns, which is uh, an Italian take on an American concept. And those become ridiculously popular until the western itself kind of dies out. And then we get these revisionist westerns or these um, these incredibly sad looks at the what it might have actually been like to live in this time period. I think it kind of starts with the outlaw Josie Wales because that movie is just really, really upsetting. And it's finally taking into account some of the actual things that were going on during the time that these Westerns are set. Like, for example, when you're talking about Gangs of New York, out West, we do have an entire genre of Western going on, but it's during the Civil War. And Gangs of New York does a really great job of evoking the Civil War inside of New York City. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly also uses the Civil War as a major climactic plot point. And finally, we get the outlaw Josie Wales, which deals with a Southerner who lost the, the war, and he has to come home. And you can never really come back from that. And so it becomes, I guess I should say Reconstruction Westerns because they're happening during the Reconstruction of the country. And now all these post-Civil War movies have to kind of grapple with that in some way, shape, or form. Unforgiven kind of does it in a metaphorical way. But then you get like these modern Westerns and that's when the Western kind of evolves into what we know today where it doesn't really matter what period of time it is and more of a feeling that it evokes like you have a person standing in the middle of a dense waste or a barren nothingness and it's up to them to make what they can out of it that's why you get movies like uh no country for old men and television shows like breaking bad which are very very much trying to evoke the feeling of a western while taking place in a modern context so it's mostly about feeling to me not so much about a time and place it very much used to be that but then the western genre itself kind of runs out of steam because you can only do so much with a time and place and with characters and with uh, tropes and archetypes that never truly existed in the first place. A Western to me is a, a true Western to me is like a great example of a, the American fantasy movie because this never actually existed in the way that it's portrayed. It's the movies. I hope that makes sense. Wow, that's so interesting. Oh my God, thank you so much for enlightening us. Mm-hmm. That really that, clears um, it up. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. I, uh, yeah. I've never looked, I'll never look at Westerns the same way. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch Clint Eastwood in The Good, The, the, bad, good, the, the bad, and the Ugly. Which Nailed is Greg's it. favorite movie. Perfect. Yep. Knew that. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Good work. Um, Allie, what would you uh, rate? What would you rate Tombstone? Um, I would rate it uh, three pencil mustaches out of five um, waistcoats. Mm. Yeah, I would give it f- like four laudanum addictions <laughs> out of eight um, opium tinctures. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Who had your favorite facial hair? Oh, um, other than Billy Zane. Uh, uh, damn it. Because he had none. Damn it. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> that was my answer. Um, You know what? I think it's, I think Fel Kilmer. Yeah, Because it's too. a little bit more distinct. I feel everyone else's is kind of the same. I mean, they're yeah. brothers, so yeah. whatever. Um, But I think, I think Val Kilmer's, because it's so sharp looking, it kind of almost looks like the top of the V for Vendetta mask. Totally. <laughs> It makes me think of the like Dread Pirate Roberts, like the, the two, and then did he have a did he have an SP? Did he have Soul Patch? I don't know. I don't remember. I can't. Is there a picture? There of is. The back? A, there's a picture. Inquiring. Yeah, minds, he does. Know. He has a little Soul Patch. The um the mustache is so yeah. outrageous it kind of overshadows it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got the he's got like the full like swashbuckler pirate get up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he has my favorite facial hair too, and I think it like I think it uh, represents his character really well because mm-hmm. Doc Holliday is like he's a learned man. He speaks mm-hmm. Latin. He's got fancy pants, yeah. southern accent. So he's got like a really nice groom top lip to let him know mm-hmm. that you're. That you're fancy and you know the things, and then a little soul patch to know that he doesn't mind getting uh, his hands dirty if he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of close out what we're talking about here um, with Westerns, I've got Val Kilmer's Western uh, cowboy name. Oh, yes. (laughs) It is Vin Way Too Sincere Kid. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite Val scene, Camille? I yeah, I like the Latin off. Yeah. When they're kind of the little flip, each other. Flip, flip, yeah, flip. it is a little flippy flip. And it's it's nice because a lot of the other scenes, I mean, it's not totally exempt from this scene, but every other scene he's got he's really got tuberculosis. Whoa. Like he always has it, but he's like really got it in other Whoa. scenes. And this scene, I don't remember him like having a mouthful of blood by the end of it he's standing he's having a good time with his pals his pallor is like very pale but like not anemic kind of thing he's just like lightly misted with sweat yeah not like joust yeah so that's nice for him what about you i think that scene is probably my favorite val kilmer scene i do really like the shootout with michael bean i think that's Mm -hmm. really fun it's like because, like, right before that, he's, like, bedridden. You're like, oh, God, he's going to die. Yeah. Um, and then he emerges. He's like, ha, it was a ruse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does the and he does the shootout. So it's, like, a nice little rally. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do like his death scene. Yeah. I think he's very good in it. And I really like him and Kurt Russell together. I think mm-hmm. they did really well. Yeah. And I am wondering, so his last, like, words are... 
that's funny. Yes. I have the answer for this. Yes. Yes. Camille. I looked it up. So Doc Holliday's last words mm-hmm. in the hospital bed, mm-hmm. he looks down at, we have, or we have a shot from his feet, seeing the bottom of his feet up mm-hmm. to his head lying down. And he says, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and that apparently is in reference to the fact that in that time, it was mm-hmm. very rare for a man to die a without his boots on oh. um, and for Doc Holliday to have lived through all of that stuff and not die from getting shot, yeah. but to die from like a disease. Yeah. And so that's, that's the, oh, that's funny. Oh. I'm dying in like in a bed. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's sadder though. Yeah. Ugh. Man, tuberculosis took a lot of good, took a lot of people. Yeah. You got Doc yeah. Holliday, mm-hmm. you got Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. from <laughs> Moulin Rouge. From Moulin Rouge. Everyone who coughs into a handkerchief in a movie. Truly And everyone. looks at it. Blood. Blech. That's how you know. Yeah. You know, you'd think in the past, like it's oh like um, you know. Just start making red handkerchiefs. Exactly. And also like I know uh, uh hindsight's twenty twenty, but as a <laughs> as a, I was like rear vision, uh backwards looking is twenty twenty. Um <laughs> But uh, you think if you're a doctor from the past, you see someone cough into a handkerchief and you're like, oh, you've got consumption. Yeah. That's the diagnosis. Yeah. How many handkerchiefs have you coughed blood into? (sighs) That's it. Woof. Yeah. Well. Well. Bye. Bye.